Hey everyone, we hope you've had or are having an amazing Halloween. We at Uncensored Horror and Uncensored Radio never missed a chance to get a little bit spooky. So we thought we'd bring you a little something special tonight. We've got some spooky stories that we've collected. So I'm going to throw it, first of all, to our lovely Uncensored Horror star, Miss Brooke. Hi guys, happy Halloween. Popping in my scary story for the year. So as most of you do know, I am a paranormal investigator and I do love the paranormal. So I have lots and lots and lots and lots of spooky stories to share. My most favorite would be when I was at Parramatta Jail. Um, I was there with my friend Aaron a long, long time ago and we were down in the basements, um, the dark cells. In fact, it would have been one of the very first times that I have been in the dark cells and it was amazing. Um, but we were sitting there and we were doing an SB11 um, spirit box session and we all introduced ourselves. And then uh, not two minutes later, we said, um, can you say one of our names? And the spirit box said, Brooke. Now, it might not sound super creepy or anything, but the very first time that an inanimate object says your name, there's something ridiculously spooky and creepy about it. And um, it's a feeling that I'll probably never ever let go of. So anyway, guys, have a really good Halloween and uh, yeah, keep it creepy. Bye. I have to agree, actually, Brooke, when, when you're in the dark and the dark starts calling you back by name, that is a little bit concerning. Definitely something to uh, to ponder and to keep your, your toes. But Brooke's kept it in the family and she has sent her lovely husband, Chris, who's also a paranormal investigator, to, uh, to send us a story. So here's Chris's Halloween tale for us. Hey, you see Harry Universe. Uh, so it's the quick spooky story for me. I actually um, used to do investigations in Maitland Jail and my then girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, Brooke, uh, we actually, you know, were locking up one night. I said, man, I'd love her and went upstairs to double check everything and locking up. And as I was coming back downstairs, I actually got tripped and like, something tacked my ankle and I started to sort of trip down the stairs. Luckily I didn't fall. It was good. So. But that is my one of my spooky stories. I, I have plenty. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Chris is a bit of a ghost magnet. Um, <laughs> spending some time with him, there's always something going on. But we are very glad that you didn't fall down the stairs because the stairs at Maitland Jail are 150 plus years old. Um, very uneven. And they are stone, so they are very unforgiving. But... Um, it looks like you had a bit of a guardian angel on your side that night as well. So what I'm going to do now is read a submission that has come in for us. It's a little bit of a creepy haunted house tale, but not the kind of haunted house you might suspect. So this was years ago, but I've always hung out as at the Boys and Girls Club, in America at least, it's a place where you can go and hang out with other kids, play games, do sports, and just hang. Well, at Halloween time, they always put on a haunted house 
One year I'd become a helper. My job was to hide under a see-through glass wall and jump up and scare people and chase them. So I spent most of the night doing that and having lots of fun chasing and terrorizing people. Well, at one point, the flow of people kind of stopped. So I went to explore to see if I could find out why. As I'm walking through the rooms of the scary and bloody messes, I came upon a kid. He was about 10 years old. His head was a bit bloody. One eye seemed completely red and bloody. So I figured he was part of the kids helping scare people. So I was like, hey, what's up? Did the people stop? He just looked at me confused and kind of did a like dog tilting his head to the left thing. I waited a few minutes and decided to move on and figure out why the people had stopped. I finally made it out the front where the adults in charge were standing and laughing around and talking. So I go up to them and I'm like, where's the people? They were like, oh, we're taking a break so everyone can use the restroom to get water. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll go and tell them, <laughs> tell the bloody kid back in a, back a few rooms. They all looked at me like I was crazy. So I said, why are you all looking at me like I'm crazy? They were like, there is no bloody kid walk, working in the haunted house. So I described what he looked like and stuff. And there was like, they were like, yeah, no, no kid like that here. At that point, I felt every hair on my body go up and got goosebumps. They thought I was trying to mess with them, but to this day, that experience still haunts me. That is from Jack, and that is ultimately pretty bloody terrifying, if you ask me. I mean, kids are creepy at the best of times. We all know that I'm not a fan of kids, but ghost kids that are going to come and get our souls, no thank you, no sir, no ma'am, no sway whatsoever. We're going to hand over to another submission uh, from Dave. And Dave has had a very interesting encounter that I would love you all to listen to. ...in Bathurst. Now, it would have been 2003 or so, and um, I was part of a... uh, team that goes through and refurbishes old stores through a very well-known uh, auto parts store. So the next store that I was going to was at Bathurst and we got put into this accommodation that um, I didn't know at the time that it was an orphanage but um, going up the driveway I immediately said this looks like a typical Hollywood haunted house. Um, but anyways uh, we settled in and um, nothing really happened or anything like that and I didn't expect anything to happen everything just you know went to work went there stayed there and uh, everything was well you know all right Um, then come probably on day five it was coming up to the weekend and um, we were just our team were just in the main common area um, having drinks, you know, talking shit and all that sort of stuff, playing cards. And it would have been about October or November, so I was still a little bit warm. So I, I prob- had one of those old school 
classroom windows where you lift the window up and it doesn't stay up and it always always falls down so what I did is I propped a book uh, just to leave that window open and get a bit of fresh air to come through anyways we just continued um, playing cards and whatever else and uh, you know went to bed as usual um, but that night I couldn't get to sleep um, I don't know what it was I just couldn't get to sleep um, it would have been about three or four o'clock in the morning. I'm just looking to the abyss of the blackness of the room that the walls were paper thin. You can hear the person next door roll over. Um, but then I got this very, not ominous, but as if someone's watching it. The best way I can explain it is that feeling you get when you get called to the principal's office, a feeling that I know all too well. <laughs> um, that feeling that someone is there watching you and you know that you're in shit and you think, oh crap, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is. But I, I was looking in the uh, top corner of the room near the door and from the ceiling, the best way I can explain it was a shadow that was darker than night was coming down from the ceiling. Now, I tried to adjust my eyes and go, this can't be happening. And as any brave 23 year old would do, they got the blankets and covered it over their head. <laughs> I'm damn near shit myself. Um, but anyways, I thought, no, nah, bugger it. And I'll pull the sheets back. And those from about the height of the doorway, to the ground so it would have been uh, seven foot tall or so just this black mass that was darker than the night um, something came over me that I just said I'm just a visitor I'm not here to harm you and I'm sorry that I've, have I done anything to offend you then all of a sudden a big weight had lifted off my shoulders as if um, how can I explain it? Um, like a big sigh of relief, but it came from all the way from my toes to the top of my head and as if it kept on going, the shadow dissipated, which was, I, I, I thought, okay, I, I don't know what made me say that, but I just felt like saying that. And I thought, okay, well, that, that was a bit weird. You know, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Okay, no worries. <laughs> um, so I'll try to get back to sleep again. And um, a good five minutes later, the window that I propped open slammed shut. Um, there's no way that window would have closed. I have no explanation for that. In the morning, I got up and I saw the book on the floor. Hmm. Anyways... That weekend, we went down to the pub, the local pub and that, and having a chat to a couple of locals. Going, oh, yeah, where are you guys staying at? Where are you from? This and that, and general chit-chat. And I say, yeah, we're staying at this place just near uh, Mount Panorama there. Um, it looks like a typical Hollywood haunted house. And um, the guy that I was talking to, he's like, no way. You're kidding me, right? I'm like, no, it's, it's an amazing place, you know? And he goes, well... You do realise that it is haunted, 
go, oh, okay, well, that explains something that happened the other night. And he's like, you're fucking kidding me. He calls over his mate and his mate to come over and listen to my story. And I'm like, what, what, what's the big deal? Like, I, I don't know what it is. He goes, dude, you just got visited by the nun. And you go, okay, what nun? Because, yeah, there was a nun that um, haunts that place. And um, it's been said that there's a little girl that had died there as well. And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't really make much sense. But anyways, I didn't think nothing of it. I thought, okay, well, okay, I got visited by a ghost. Sure, no worries. But the thing is, is that it played on my mind for many years that I've tried to find some answers to and to be honest this story is still going on I needed to get some closure to understand what had happened um, so not long ago I revisited there and I wanted to find out what that place was and not long ago I did learn that it was an orphanage and uh, through a little bit of research on Trove, I did find that there was a uh, sister that um, that was a teacher there. That she had died in Bathurst, but she was a very well-known, very well-respected uh, teacher that she was a nun that came from a good family from Maitland. And that just sent me down a further rabbit hole to want to go back there and investigate. So, in a way... This story is still to be continued. That is um that is some creepy stuff. Who doesn't love a ghost nun that's gonna come and haunt you? I don't love a ghost nun, but that's just me. <laughs> so before we say goodbye to these little short stories, we're gonna leave it with our lovely Vera. Obviously, she's going to be the authority on all things creepy, and she's given us a dramatic reading of an Edgar Allan Poe poem this, this Halloween called The Bells. Uh, please stick around, because after a short intermission, Katie and I are coming back with a Halloween hot list of what to watch, what to read, what to do, and what to expect next Halloween. So thank you for joining us with this little teaser, this little Halloween tidbit, and we will see you again soon, very soon, on Uncensored Horror and Uncensored Radio. Enjoy. Alarm of the bells, brazen bells. What tale of terror now their turbulency tells. In the startled ear of the night, how they scream out their affright. Too much horrified to speak, they can only shriek, shriek. Out of tune, in a clamorous appealing to the mercy of the fire. In a mad expostulation with the deaf and frantic fire. Leaping higher, 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 with a desperate desire. And a resolute endeavor, now to sit or never. By the side of the pale-faced moon, oh, the bells, bells, bells. What a tale of terror tells, of despair. How they clang and clash and roar. What a horror they outpour on the bosom of the palpating air. Yet the ear, it fully knows by the twanging and the clanging how the danger ebbs and flows. 
Yet the ear distinctly tells in the jangling of the bells and the wrangling how the danger sinks and swells by the sinking or the swelling in the anger of the bells, of the bells, of the bells, 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 in the clamor and the clangor of the bells. Hear the tolling of the bells, iron bells. What a world of solemn thought their monody compels. In the silence of the night, how we shiver with affright at the melancholy meaning of their tone. For every sound that floats from the rust within their throats is a groan. And the people, ah, the people, that dwell up in the steeple all alone and to tolling, tolling, tolling in that muffled monotone. Feel a glory in so rolling on the human heart a stone. They are neither man nor woman. They are neither brute nor human. They are ghouls. And to their king it is who tolls. And he rolls, 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 rolls. A pion from the bells, and his merry bosom swells. With the pion of the bells, he dances and he yells, keeping time, 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 in a sort of runic rhyme to the pion of the bells of the bells, keeping time, time, time. As he kneels, knells, knells, in a happy runic rhyme, to the rolling of the bells, of the bells, 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 of the bells, 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 to the moaning and groaning. Hello everyone, and since it is the spooky season, I could not resist a chance to get my creepy compatriot and co-star, Miss Katie McCarthy, in. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about what's hot this Halloween, what you can check out, and maybe what to expect in the future. So Katie, you've been a busy girl. You've been a busy girl, and um, it's been a busy box office. We briefly talked about it. But, and there is a review coming. There is a, definitely a review coming. <laughs> but I think everyone's a little bit surprised by the success of Five Nights at Freddy's. It you is know. going crazy, right? I mean, I had already told you guys that I was probably going to go opening night because my son is just a fanatic. And it actually came out a day early here. So I got us tickets. Got to stay up late on a school night because I'm a cool mom. Not one of those boring moms. I'm a cool mom. So <laughs> Horror <laughs> mom. <laughs> Gotta love it. So I took him to see Five Nights at Freddy a day early. I was actually really surprised with how much I enjoyed it. I mean, I know a little bit about the lore, 
but every now and then Grace would lean over and whisper and give me the ins and outs of uh, the background. Oh no, are, you, are we at that age where kids have to tell us what's cool and explain it to us now? Is that well, what's not, happening? Well, it wasn't so much that. Like, he would explain, um, yes. well, I, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. No, he was just trying, he's trying to help mom out, you know. Well, like, for to... example, this is like a common fact. Uh, the animatronics have kids in it. I mean, not yeah, well, kids, yeah. ghost kids. So, yeah, we know that. Facts like, facts like that he would tell me about. Just like, like a little background, my hair is killing me. Bless. <laughs> so, yeah, so he would give me little facts like that, and it was fun. Um, so originally, when this uh, was announced, it was all over the internet that it was going to be two and a half hours. Yeah. It was, it was not. It was uh, just under two, and I think it was a uh, really. It flowed really nicely. Uh, I had a feeling that it was going to be a lot longer because they were going to try to fit in more of the yeah. backstory. Well, we yeah, we did talk about this. We, talk, we talked about this when we did our horror, our upcoming horror special not long ago. But I think that they are firmly eyeing the franchise now, and obviously with the success of the box office, we're getting more Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I heard a little rumor that my love Matthew Lillard had signed on for a three film deal regarding Five Nights at Freddy's. So there we go. There we go. I will. So I think. I say quick. Yeah, sorry. Keep going. Five second review before it before we move on. It needed five hundred percent more Matthew Lillard. Let's put it that. Oh, way. okay. Well, there you go. There's a huge surprise for everyone that Katie knows. I have a question. What is? How is it for kids? Uh, okay, so my son is eight, turning nine. Yeah. Uh, it was not. It was not very violent. It was definitely geared towards a younger audience, and yep. he was. Uh, I'm pretty honest with him, so he was asking, you know, I, I heard it was going to be rated R. What what would have had to be done to get this up to an R rating? I said, well, a lot more cursing, <laughs> for starters, uh, and probably a little more violence. It was not right. the, the uh, it was more of an allusion to violence yeah. than it was actually violent. There were some pretty, like, graphic scenes, but nothing... Like you didn't see a lot of blood or anything like gateway that. Gateway horror, basically. This <laughs> That's is a big thing. Very good gateway ho- gateway horror movie. Um, trigger warnings. Uh, it does deal with death of children. Uh, there is the topic of kidnapping, and these are all topics that people would uh kind of know if they know the lore. Yeah. However, it's not so much focused on the video game background. It has its own background. And I think it flowed really nicely because when you do movies like this, like think of Silent Hill. Like, yeah. You either loved it or you hated it. Because if you're a big Silent yeah, Hill definitely. fan, you were like, this is pretty true to the adaptation. It was great. But if you don't really know the background, you're just kind of like, <laughs> It works, yeah. It works but, and it works, yes. But that's it good. It's good. Yeah, all right. There is more to come. We're at least talking really generally about it because we all want to sit. We all really want to sit down and watch this movie because it it's yeah it ticks a lot of but uh, ticks a lot of boxes for us elder millennial kids that want to you know do that gateway horror thing. And um, as we talked about before, Goosebumps is doing great things on Disney Plus mm-hmm. with the exact same vibe, like that that gateway horror. We're coming into it. It's like it's good to get that multi generational scare happening. It's good oh, that you absolutely. can bond with your children. Over, <laughs> it's over been stuff a like lot that. of fun 
Grayson's getting into <laughs> horror now. He's he's yeah. right into the nice age where you can start getting into the spooky stuff. We took him on his first haunted hayride this past weekend. It, it's ah, fun. It's awesome. Fun. That is so so good. But there's 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 some other stuff. Um, speaking of kids, we've had an announcement this week. A little bit of an update about the much-discussed Hocus Pocus 3. I hadn't heard what's going on. It is definitely happening. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> Confirmed uh, with Anne Fletcher back to direct and Jen D'Angelo writing the script. So uh, Jen D'Angelo says that she was interviewed in Entertainment Weekly recently, saying we're still in the story phase, we're still working on it, we've been working on some ideas. It's been fun to dive back into the world where we have so many directions in which to go and so many new characters to explore. We've only scratched the, fur- the surface of Hannah Waddingham's Mother Witch. So it looks like we're going to get more Hannah Waddingham in a big way. Um for for worse or better, I think that they I hope that they're going to learn from their mistakes and we're gonna get that original cast back in some way as well because they've all gone to Salem this Halloween for the because it's the anniversary. So Thora mm-hmm. Birch and Omar Katz have all and everyone have gone to all the kid casts have gone to Salem to celebrate the anniversary. I think it's time for those worlds to collide, I think, in the new one. And definitely we, we can't that can't be the end of the Sanderson sisters. As much as they want to make it about someone else, Hocus Pocus is their series. And right. it's yeah, it's theirs. I read a very interesting little article that Disney were not impressed with Bette Midler's portrayal originally. They said it was overly theatrical. I'm sorry, have they met Bette Midler? I know. Who wouldn't want Winifred Sanderson in there? It's like, oh, come on, guys. We want... Okay, if not Bette Midler, who? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. You, you can't picture anyone else in it because <laughs> she is Winifred Sanderson. Exactly. And I think you can't really... You can't do it without, without, the, other, without the other, you know... No, no. Three. Without the three of Kathy, them, I think. Nan, what, Kathy Nanji? Nan, Ka- Nan, Kathy Jimmy and Sarah Nan Jessica Jimmy. Parker. Let's just Nan get them all Jimmy. in there. Oh, yeah. Let's all just get them in there and make it happen. I think it's cute. I think it's – give us one more uh, Give us one more run through because the rumour has always been that this one's going to the big screen, that the Hocus Pocus 2 was the rebuilding, let's see if there's an audience, let's, you know – yeah. Mess around, and this time we're going to go straight for the big screen, like High School Musical three. Like you know, we're going to go out with a big bang, and I think they're, they're planning on spinning it off and doing all this kind of stuff, which is cool. I think the 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 Sanderson sisters, if if this is going to be the last hurrah for them, they mm-hmm. deserve a big send off. They Agreed. deserve a very big send off. Now, um, while we're talking about gateway horror. Have you checked out um, anything to do with R.L. Stein's new TV show, The Haunting the, Hour? I have not. I have no, not. No, yeah. Been uh, meaning to. Haven't yeah. gotten that. So it was originally um, it was originally a straight to video thing back in two thousand and seven, but yeah, it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I yeah. 
Well, it's old. It's old, but it's something that we haven't we have never talked about. Like it's like it's Don't kind you? of that that thing that slipped through the cracks between goosebumps and like you know the Are You Afraid of the Dark revival? Did you never saw it? Because I I was reading an article about it on Bloody Disgusting, and it's, they're like it's gateway horror at its finest. And we were talking about gateway horror. I'm like I remember hearing about it, but I never watched it. The Haunting Hour or the reboot with yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, The Haunting Hour. No, I've heard of it. I've, I've heard of it. Maybe it. we were maybe Just we were too old. Never got to it. <laughs> I'll still watch it. I I love anything R.L. Stein. Really, uh, we I went know. to a, we went to a book look, sale this past weekend and saw some Fear Street books, and I'm just like, did you pull the pin? Did you go? Yes. I was so excited. Nothing oh, yes. that I I want. I need the. <laughs> I feel it like they should a, do like a big um. A, they should do like an omnibus color. How many people wouldn't buy the ultimate collection? You know what I mean? Like a big box set. I know I would. Oh my god! Just take my money now. I know. Take my money, or else pre-sale, pre-order. Do it. Just, just do it. Just, just do take it. Money. I'm hoping that you know we're getting. He thinks that there's going to be more Fear Street, so let's let's hope because we really liked it. We we enjoyed Fear oh, Street. Yeah. Oh, so, so we we, we so hope like there's so much potential for that series to spin really. out and do so much more. I mean, it's there's so like, many like on. like spinoffs on the Fear Street one. Um, oh, I know. The, you do the cheerleaders. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, I want to see the first evil. That's what I want to see. I want to see the first. Second yeah. And third. I, yeah. I would like to see um also the the thingy, the theme park one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just yeah. can't think of the name. I think it's Fear Park or something. It'd have to be, right? We have something generic like that. It'd be like Fear Park. But yeah, cheerleaders, the first evil, the second, like all that kind of stuff. There is so much good stuff. I just need, and with like with that with that teaser, it's like uh, yeah, it was a, the, like, it, it was Fear Park, and it was the first scream, the loudest scream, the last scream. Yes, we love screaming. <laughs> That's why we do the show that we do. We love screaming. But you've been you've been screaming all over the place. What else have you been checking out, Katie? You've been a busy girl. Uh, you've been reading. You've been doing all kinds of stuff. I just finished uh, Never Whistle at Night, which is, uh, if you're looking for a real kind of quick read, this one is an anthology. And so for those of you who are unaware, an anthology is just like a book full of short stories. So you can kind of pick it up and put it down whenever you want to. I really liked this one. It was uh, all uh, indigenous authors uh, because they say you're not supposed to whistle at night because it draws uh, evil spirits to, uh, to come to you and follow you home. And I thought it was really interesting. They, they had men and women authors just all from different different uh I, I don't know what to I don't want to say tribes because that's not the right word different groups just say different groups, different groups. <laughs> all from like different groups and I just I really enjoyed it I thought there were some of them that really kind of creeped me out <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, reading good. it I'm, I'm kind of like seeing the shadows on the wall like we're gonna, we're gonna lock that door we're gonna make sure that window's shut we're gonna do that kind of thing I was not whistling what is that on my wall but really like no. uh I'm in my prime spooky season reading, so that is another one I would recommend. What just came out? Um, so when evil lurks, this is one I really want to watch. It just came out on Shutter. I mean, look at look 
at that poster. Look at that alone. That alone it look should like be She's got a headache or something. <laughs> she's about to have a headache. Um, right. So this is a uh, demons. Uh, oh, demons for Halloween. <laughs> we like so that. This has also got subtitles. It is um, an Argentinian one. So if you're not Argentinian. Really into Argentinian. Ugh, sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, so if you're not into subtitles, I would suggest probably not going into this. From, so much reading. Uh, Sexy Gary <laughs> actually watched this already, and he said it was really good. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you've got his glowing review, it's probably really good. He said it was pretty intense, uh, gruesome. Uh, from what I can remember about it, uh, a demon is coming into a small town, and they're just kind of trying to not get possessed. As I, you I do. It's a really vague kind of description. <laughs> it's probably one of those movies that you don't want, like they don't want to give too much away with anyway. Like it's like I feel like if I give a really solid intro of it, it's going to give a lot away. But there's yeah, there's don't there's, spoil it for people. There, there, there's demons. There's possession. Um, demons in a small town. What more could you want? Uh, children, animals, dying. Be careful. <laughs> oh, all the I, good stuff. You know, I just I just like to give a heads up to those uh sensitive horror folks. And then yeah, the last well. one that just came out on Shudder, if you're a fan of the horror, uh, I'm sorry, the Hell House LLC series, the newest one Ooh. is out. So this is the, the Hell House one. LLC. Oh my god, that's so busy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This one just came out. Uh so this one is uh, investigators say at the Carmichael Manor, which has, is a site of a grisly and unsolved murders of the uh, Carmichael family back in the 80s after four nights. It was never heard from again. Oh. If you are familiar with the Hell House series at all, you know it's all found footage. Uh, some are better than others. Uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> As it is with the franchise. As happens. Yes, as happens with franchises. Uh, if I have to rank them, it's going to go one, three, two, but people will disagree with me. Uh, I'll let you know how this <laughs> one goes. Okay, yeah, you got to add it to the list. Add it to the list. It's important time. It's so, important yeah. time. So I, yeah, I got cool. a lot on my plate for Halloween. You do. And it looks like we're going to have a lot of Halloween on our plates because big news recently that they were after a huge, huge, apparently very big bidding war, Miramax has scored the television rights to Halloween. Interesting. So, interesting, yes. Miramax Television has signed a wide-ranging deal with Trenkis uh, International Films, which is the Akkad's, Malik Akkad, who is, you know, holding Michael Myers in his death grip to produce a Halloween TV series, which also includes a first look agreement on other television projects for the international marketplace. Uh, the new Halloween TV series is envisioned to potentially launch a cinematic universe spanning television and film. I'm interested to see what timeline it takes. I'm interested. So the rumors that I've been hearing is that it is not going to ignore what has come before, but it's going to be more and 
mythological, I guess. I've heard rumours about um, a, a lot of it has been talking about the mask, like they were making, um, like they kind of started to do in the David Gordon Green trilogy and then kind of abandoned it. Like the mask has the power. There's something to do with the mask. Da, 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 da. So, but is there is gonna... so many ways to go. I mean, I, I don't know that they're going to go back. And look, they may. They might go right back and just do a hardcore reboot and go, let's do this from the very beginning and give us Teenage Laurie Strode and let it play out because that's what they're doing with Harry Potter. They're, they're stripping everything right back for this TV series. They like. TV seems to be the place to go for everything these days. Chucky is doing its uh, mid-season final tonight. So hugely, like, who would have thought Child's Play would have been this, this huge, like, huge success on television and able to tie in all those random, random movies into one canonical universe? It's crazy. I mean, we've got uh, Welcome to Derry for the It fans, the Stephen King fans. That's coming You've got Crystal Lake coming. Like horror is gonna is taking root in television, and it'll be very interesting to see how Halloween. As I as I sit up properly, you can see my shirt. Um, <laughs> how it translates to a TV series because I feel like sometimes in the movie, especially in that franchise, we get we've got a lot of um you know half baked, half developed ideas because. We've got to have the kills and we've got to keep things moving. But with the right. slower pace of television, it's either going to help it or hurt it. I'm just hoping for something a little bit different. Like, obviously, we're all going to have, and I think that's a good thing with the Halloween franchise, we all have our favourite versions of, like, if you want to go and watch Laurie Strode is Dead timeline, you can go down the one, two, four, five mark, you know, well, four, five, six, or you can go Laurie Strode's Alive, one, two, H20, or, you know, one, two, David Gordon Greens, or you can just be a completist and watch everything. But there's the, a very choose-your-own-adventure moment to Halloween, which is kind of cool. You know, like, I know I, I, I get that it's annoying, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> I know this is going to stir up some controversy, but I feel like... I know, me, controversial, whatever. I feel like if they dove into... Rob Zombie's universe and even took the back like diving into the background of it that could even be interesting because I think he had a good idea with his Halloween movies he just didn't get there he didn't hit just the didn't mark. stick the landing he didn't, didn't and stick I, the landing. <laughs> I find that kind of the case with a lot of Rob Zombie movies he has this great idea. Great ideas, poor execution. <laughs> Basically. You just Basically. gotta stop putting Sherry Moon Zombie in all your fucking movies. I don't care <laughs> if she's your wife. She's not a good actress. Period. <laughs> Sorry. She's scary. But there's a lot. All right. I think the general consensus is there's a lot of scares to share around this Halloween. Whether you go back to your classics or look for something new, a book, a podcast. If you're a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, Slayers, a Buffyverse podcast has just dropped, which is uh, a canonical sequel series with a lot of the returning cast. It's quite good. It's quite funny to hear them doing voice acting. You'd be like, <laughs> it took me a little while to sit in it and go, oh, okay, this does feel like an episode of Buffy, but it's it's really cool to see them take back the power and, you know, mm-hmm. 
reclaim reclaim their roles and um, and move forward because it's uh, it's a multiverse story. So um, every, and where we left off with Buffy, which was twenty years ago, folks. The early two thousands just don't feel that long ago. The final when, episode of Buffy aired in two thousand and three. Isn't that crazy? 20, that 20 years ago. Tw- tw- 20 years ago. <laughs> so this story picks up 10 years after the end of um, Sunnydale, the end of Sunnydale, quite literally. And Spike is, um, Spike is being Spike in LA and falls, falls, you know, into a brand new Slayer, but also meets a Slayer from another dimension, a dimension where Buffy Summers never existed. And the chosen one, you ask? One Miss Cordelia Chase. Charisma Carpenter is serving prime Cordelia in this, but we also have, as as I said, James Masters returning. We have Emma Caulfield as Anya. We have Emma Benson as Tara. So some Anthony Head as, as Giles. So there's some really great nostalgia there as well as some new characters that are, are quite well written and very um very buffy is all i'm gonna say so okay. that's something to listen to as well we've got reading we've got listening we've got watching you can do whatever you want this halloween just as long as you being creepy because it's not gonna stop like i, I feel like the horror is gonna keep coming especially with thanksgiving literally slicing oh its way towards God. us did you see that announcement? That's going to be good. We finally got it. It's going to be good. I think, we're, I think we're definitely at the beginning of a new franchise there as well. Um, hot room or hot confirmation that Terrifier 3 is going to be set at Christmas time. And big, big rumors that Scream 7 is going to be a Christmas movie. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see Ghostface in the snow. We'll see. But, you know, Celebrate this spooky season while you have it. Gather your friends and family around and scare the absolute crap out of each other. (laughs) Until next time, we have been part of your Uncensored Horror crew, and we will catch you later. Keep it creepy, folks. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.